starting to work with you just kind of set me on the path and there was a means and there was opportunity. This period of your life is over, Chris. Now it's time to think big. And this is how you're going to do it. Business is such a reflection of human nature. You've got to step up and be of service to people. When you've really mastered being in service, you don't have to worry about amassing wealth and you don't have to worry about gaining a good reputation because it's just going to come naturally. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and we have a very special guest for you today. Today's guest is a dear friend and colleague of mine. This is the man who actually makes the magic happen that allows this podcast to come out to you. He's the man who is the producer of our show. He does all of the editing. He oversees all the write-ups and show notes. And he does this not just for me, but for many, many other top-rated podcasts. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Chris Rod. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you, Nikki. I imagine myself at the receiving end of this intro many times. <laughs> Attaboy. Well, Chris, you know what we do here in this show better than pretty much any guest we, we could ever possibly have. We're here to support people in freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. And these days in our home country of Canada, where our glorious prime minister has decided for the very first time to invoke an act that's allowing him to seize people's property in bank accounts and send tanks against the uh, kids in bouncy castles, that stand is more important than ever. So before people come and hear who you are, they need to get to know you a little bit. So tell us a little bit of your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Chris Rod doing all this great work in podcast and film? All right. Well, I mean, I've always been in a, a creative world. I was a band kid. I played trumpet right from elementary. And um, so I was just immersed in that world. I didn't always know why I was there, but I had talent. And uh, when I tried to quit, people wouldn't let me. <laughs> so <laughs> I made it through high school. I did one year of university in music, actually. Still kind of didn't know why I was there. So, uh, so I didn't quite make it through. Um, then I went on to several years of just kind of wandering aimlessly through the world, but, you know, holding on to that creative outlet. And uh, I mean, there's just so much, so much of a story there. But eventually I found my way back. I, I, I went to community college to become a sound engineer, thinking initially that I would continue to pursue music, uh, you know, improve my ability to record it and produce it. But I ended up going off on a different track, getting into film. Mm. Um, which was just exactly what I needed. Um, so that's, that was where I dedicated myself for quite a few years. And, uh, and then that just, you know, it, it developed and I started meeting some, some podcasters. I worked for a radio show, um, started getting more confident with, uh, you know, the different things I could do with sound engineering. Um, Eventually, I met you through uh, Tony Rezac and the Base Camp for Men podcast. He had you on the show, and uh, 
Well, you and you you invited uh, listeners to contact you just to have a chat, kind of about anything. And and I knew you were in Canada, and I was looking actually at that time for a men's group to get involved with. So I thought that's my man. So <laughs> so I called you, and and here we are. So it, it's a heck of a story. And you you started working with me initially on just producing one of the episodes that I do, but now you produce both my podcasts. And you don't just do the sound engineering, you do everything. And on top of that, you know, through the work that we've been able to do together, you're doing it for quite a few other podcasts and you're still doing lots of work for film as well. You're a pretty in-demand guy these days. I mean, it's hard for people to get to get a hold of you and use your services. And thought leadership is really this, you know, an expert, someone who knows something. And you were clearly an expert before we met. But a thought leader is someone who's known and sought after for knowing something. And that's who you are right now. You're known and sought after for your expertise. Your clients include Robbie Spear Miller, Raymond Aaron, who's known as Canada's coach, uh, and, and tons and tons of other great podcasters. What happened? What made you become known, as it were? Well, geez, when I met you, I, I was thinking small. You know, I was, I, I was stuck in a box in my head. You know, I had a lot of inner work to do. And, uh, I mean, I knew right from that first phone call with you, you were like, who is this guy? What, what does he think he's doing coming here? Wanting to talk to me. How am I, you know, he, he's got a long ways to go. And, and, uh, but you didn't, you know, you didn't, uh, you didn't say no, you, you brought me in and, um, and just gradually helped me think big, helped me think bigger. I mean, even just this term, a thought leader, you know, that's something that I, I, I would understand conceptually but i wouldn't think i'd ever have the right to approach it um so it was just a, it was a process of working with you working with those other men in the men group editing all of these amazing podcasts too like those guests the things that they have to say has just been so enlightening for me it's just this constant this constant feed of uh of just just good empowering ideology you know um Get out of your head. Get out of your ego. Uh, so it's been very quick. I mean, that's it's what I wanted. I, it's, it's, I knew I wanted that. It's just I felt very far away from it. But um, starting to work with you just kind of set me on the path, you know, instead of just kind of pivoting around, kind of scared, not really knowing how to approach it. Suddenly there was a path. And there was a means and there was opportunity. And then it was just a matter of, you know, doing the inner work and, and setting all of those fears aside and, uh, and, uh, and then taking on this work and, and then getting the feedback and realizing people like it. And, um, and then just, you know, thinking bigger, it just like, I had no choice. I had to think bigger. I started getting busy. You know, I was, uh, at first I was like, Oh, this is too much. I'm overwhelmed. A single parent of two kids. I've got too much to manage, but these were all, stories I was telling myself. So I had to just keep thinking bigger. Um, and then proving through the test of time that, you know, these are just boundaries that I'm setting for myself and that, that I'm capable of much more. I really like what you're, what you're saying here. And I want to unpack a little bit of it for my listener. Okay. So you're talking about, you were thinking small and you learned to think bigger. Yeah. And that's very important. I, I, I learned that from T. Harv Ecker, who wrote the book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and, and, and ran these programs on Secrets of the Millionaire Mind for a, a good decade plus. 
What was powerful about that was it doesn't take anything to think bigger. You know, instead of doing uh, an X deal, you could do a 20X deal. And, and, and it was the same amount of effort and mental energy required to make that happen. So I think that's powerful that you really understood the importance of thinking bigger. And then the other thing I want to unpack is the importance of going and doing the deep inner work. So you joined the men's group, you worked with me for a little while, and you started to listen to some of the guests that I brought on. And it was almost like, you know, you were getting paid <laughs> to produce the show and to learn from all these top thought leaders. What's up with that, man? I should have been charging you. You know, yeah. that, was, that was pretty wild stuff. And to me, that's important because every thought leader that comes to see us, that every thought leader that comes to work with us, the first thing they got to do is they got to make a decision to think bigger. They got to make a decision to think that bigger things are possible for them. The second thing they need to do is they got to clear out the inner trash that's getting in the way. Yeah. The first thing they need to do is when they recognize the path in front of them, they need to take it. And I think those three things are very, very powerful uh, from the perspective of, of, of what you're talking about. But what was it like for you when people started approaching you? Because at first you were approaching me, but after a while people were approaching you. So could you, could you unpack that for us for a bit? Well, yeah, it was still a process of cultivation because at first I still didn't, I wasn't willing to admit my own value. You know, I was still stuck in my ego. Even, even the part of me that wanted to, uh, to improve myself was still for my own reputation. And, and I, you know, I was, my motivations weren't pure, I guess you could say. But eventually I started to recognize that these people need me. They need me to step up. They need me to know my own value, not for me, but for them. Um, you know, it was my responsibility to, to do this inner work and to improve. Uh, and also for obviously my kids, you know, and, and my extended family. Um, whom I've depended on many times in my life. Um, so it, it was, it was, you know, my understanding of that combined with yourself and, and all those other men and, and these clients of mine, everyone modeling that back to me, you know, uh, just, just reading it in their expressions on their face, their faces. And, and, you know, the, you know, Raymond Aaron has on these immensely successful guests all the time. And, and you can just hear it in the tone, the, the tone of their voice, the certainty that they speak with, that it's lived experience, it's truth. You know, if, if you want to achieve not only wealth, but happiness in your life, then, then this, is, this is the way you do it. Um, so it's, I mean, fortune comes in many ways, and I just feel so incredibly fortunate that that I was set on this path. And it was like the universe wanted me to succeed because it was like, okay, this, this period of your life is over, Chris. Now it's time to think big. And this is how you're going to do it. And, and it just, you know, the faucet was turned on and every single day I woke up and I was just absorbing all of this, this amazing information and, and choosing within myself to step up into it and, uh, and, and be the man that I know I need to be. For my kids and and for the world so that's very powerful and i want to unpack a bit of that as well so you spoke about needing to step up as a man and get out of your own way so a lot of people think of ego as the the part of them that has them brag and have some braggadocio associated with it and look at me look at how great i am but your ego was actually keeping you small your ego had the opposite effect 
it, it was it was about your limitations. Your ego was mm-hmm. like arguing for your limitations, which is unusual. Most people's ego argue <laughs> for how awesome they are and, and, and puts other people down. Yet you got past your ego with the humility that allowed you to rise and be bigger. And and to me, that's pretty fascinating. Don't you think? I mean, you don't really hear that very often. Well, I guess humility has always kind of been at the heart of it. Maybe that's why I, I lean more in the direction of, of uh, you know, not being the, the classic egotistical guy boasting about myself all the time. I went in the opposite direction, but it, it kind of it was no better. I think that that was the ticket was that I recognized, I mean, for years I hid behind the fact that I was quiet and, and shy and I was just, I was a nice guy, right? I was, there was nothing wrong with me. I'm just a nice guy. All these other guys are egotistical and stuff. But then eventually I had to realize that I'm just the same of them in a different way. Um, so I realized, yeah, I had a lot of work to do. You know, Jordan Peterson says, a nice man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. So there you go. <laughs> so you're learning not to be a nice man, a nice guy. Oh God, I yeah. hate that word, guy. Yeah. But to be a a, a good man, a and good think- man. Yeah, yeah. To to you know, I I realized at one point in my life I didn't know the meaning of dignity. Yeah. No, I didn't even know what principles were. I mean, these were words that floated around my life, but I I never really grabbed onto them and and brought them into my life. So. Yeah, it was a process of, of coming to know my own principles and, and dignity. And uh, through the process of working with you and, and uh, all the other podcasters in the business realm, it was fascinating to see, because I had never realized this before. I, I actually, my generation grew up very indoctrinated by a lot of communist ideology. So I had this really negative point of view of um, of just business in general. And, you know, I... I kind of had a bunch of mixed up ideas in my head. Um, But what I've realized through like business is such a reflection of human nature. The relationships that you have in a marriage or that you have within a family, you have to handle those in a certain way. You have to reach for integrity. There's love there. There's selflessness there. There has to be, or things get complicated. Things fall apart entirely if, if, uh, if they go too far in the opposite extreme. And it's the same thing in the business realm. You, you've got to step up. And be of service to people. Um, and of course, you're always getting something back and you can enjoy that process. But there always has to be at least a balance between what you receive and what you give. And, you know, I think at a certain point, when you've really mastered being in service, um, you don't have to worry about amassing wealth. Uh, and you don't have to worry about gaining a good reputation because it's just going to come naturally. People are going to recognize that you, you're a good person, that you're, that you have good principles and they're going to want to work with you. They're going to want to give you opportunities. Yeah, that's very true. You know, communist ideology is something that the forces of darkness are trying to impose on us. I mean, let's face it. What's happening in our home country of Canada right now is communist ideology being practiced by the leader of this country. The leader of this country, Justin Trudeau, has decided that he's going to use a series of powers that have never been used before um, since the act, the Emergencies Act, was passed. These powers include seizing people's bank accounts from personal property. They include using lethal force against people. Now, imagine 
This act has been enforced during 9-11. It was never invoked. This act has been in, in, in force during the G20 riots where property was being burned, people were being attacked and beaten in the streets. It has never been invoked. Yet he's decided to invoke it now by creating a false narrative that people in Ottawa, which include women and children and bouncy castles, are somehow a threat. The only threat they are is to his power. And, and, and communism is when someone decides to do something like that to impose force upon people that don't agree with them. And that I think that's a scary thing. And, and, and our society needs to understand that. But communism also thinks that people doing business are scary. Business is just voluntary exchange. It's you and me deciding to work together. That's all business is. You know, business is normal human interaction. And communism is against that. Communism is an unmitigated evil. It needs to be forcefully confronted every time. Uh, and I mean verbally right now. Hear me very clearly. I'm talking about verbally <laughs> confronted. And frankly, good men and women need to be talking about how evil it is and need to eradicate it from our society. We're in the generational fight uh, of our lives right now. And it's powerful that you understand that communist ideology was something that infected your mind for a while and that you've gotten rid of it so that you can do business. So congratulations on that, Rod. Yeah, thank you. It was a long road. It's not easy, you know, when that becomes the foundation of your thinking when you're young, when that stuff's planted in there and you're too naive to know better, you know, and you just, and then you build your life on top of that. It, Fortunately for me, and it's it's a fortunately, my life fell apart. I hit rock bottom, and I stayed there for a long time. So I had, I had no choice but to to ask myself why, you know. And uh, gradually, I I learned all of these things. You know, fortunately, my life hit rock bottom. That is a <laughs> that is a profound statement. Um, and it's incredible that you're able to say it that way, because most people, I mean, I wouldn't immediately go to, fortunately for me, my life hit rock bottom. I've had, I've hit rock bottom a few times <laughs> in my life. You know, I, I was married and my wife decided she didn't want to be with me. I, I, I hit rock bottom over that. Um, I've hit rock bottom in business a few times. And, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't hit rock bottom uh, recently, but I had a, a, a major part of my business um, unfortunately, I, I chose to do business with uh, somebody who was a bit of a, uh, let, let's just say they didn't see things eye to eye with me. And, and unfortunately, I didn't nip that in the bud, um, which I should have. And it's it's cost me a couple hundred grand, uh, you know, it's so that's not rock bottom, but it's certainly not fun yeah. to have to take that sort of a hit. So you um, you said it really well. And I and I commend you for looking at it that way. Yeah, it's, I mean, you can't get away from it in life. Every day we're facing some kind of challenge and some people are lucky, you know, I guess they're, they're just born fortunate and they can coast through and they don't really have to look at it that way because, you know, they, they're just able to keep kind of an even keel the whole way along. But, uh, you know, it was fortunate for me because like I said, I had all this mixed up stuff in my head and things weren't working for me. So once I hit rock bottom, I had to build up again. You know, fortunately, it didn't destroy me, but uh, but man, did I ever learn so much? I'm still learning so much, and now I, you know, part of the process was that I realized that I will be forever learning. You know, I I'm getting the ego out of the way, and and humbling myself in this world, and uh, and that's where my success is coming from. 
my ability to speak to you right now, uh, my ability to reach out to you in the beginning, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that possibly even just a few months before. Um, so yeah, you know, I think, you know, and I've heard this through so many of the guests and the podcasts I've edited is that they, they started from rock bottom. They learned valuable lessons that, that they, uh, they know they wouldn't have been able to find the success that they did without going through those challenges. Wow. I'm learning a lot just from listening to you speak. I got to tell you, it's very, very powerful and profound for me to do that. You know, you spoke about our, 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 our mutual friend, Raymond Aaron, because I know you do some work with him as well. And I really love Raymond and he's got all these great, well-known guests. I've had a lot of great, well-known guests on my show. But recently, I've made a decision not to really go after those well-known guests as much as I used to. And there's two reasons for that. Number one is a little bit of me getting those well-known guests was about my ego. Hey, look at me. Look at all the cool people I know. I'm Nikki B, right? And, <laughs> and that was not about me authentically getting to the core of who I was and truly learning. It was about me wanting some reflected glory from these well-known guests. Okay, let, let me just be honest about that. And while I think that's cool, and a lot of these people are very gracious and they taught me a lot, I wasn't coming from the right place in wanting those guests. I was coming from the place of, let me build my brand, let me build my portfolio. This is amazing. I can get, I get celebrities. I'm so cool. And what I'm seeing right now is that the, the men uh, and women that I respect the most, they don't think like that. They want an authentic connection with good human beings. So a little while ago, I consciously decided I'm going to go and look to have great conversations like this one with men and women that I'm genuinely curious about, that I really want to learn from. I don't want to just have the reflected glory. Then listen, it's great to have some glory. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to have a conversation with somebody just because they're famous, just because having them on the show gives me some more cachet or more, more downloads or my eyeballs or any of that stuff. I want to have awesome conversations with awesome people. And you're an awesome person. And I know your story. I, and, and I take a little bit of credit for it because I, I, got you into the, the flow of this journey of, of personal development. We worked together for a while and you've really established yourself as a thought leader. You're not just an expert anymore. So I take a little bit of credit for that, but you did all the work. I didn't do any of the work. And the fascinating thing about you for me is you're a deep thinker. You're somebody who thinks deeply about issues as they pertain to himself, but also as they pertain to the world. So for me, that's, that was what was exciting about having you on the show. Plus, man, you produce my shows, so I thought the people who listen to the show might be interested in hearing what you have to say about it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be on this side of it for once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, amen, man. Amen. So um, what advice do you have for my listener who may be where you were? Maybe even they were a little ahead of where you were possibly, or maybe they were a little behind where you were, but they want to be a thought leader. They want to be known for what they know. They want to be that sought after expert, that sought after guru, I should say, authority. What would your advice be to them? What do they need to do in order to prepare them for that to become possible? Well, one thing I've learned is you need vision. You need to know what your destination is. And that can develop over time because it's been developing over time for me. Um, 
but you, you know, you like, you can throw yourself at a situation and, and certain things like with sound engineering, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Um, so that might work for you, but you know, it gets pretty messy up front and, and it's hard to say that you're an expert in any one thing because you're kind of bouncing all over the map. Um, so yeah, you just, with whatever you do in your life, even outside of the realm of business, you've got to have vision, um, you know, set that destination on a map and then you can start organizing yourself on how you're going to get there. Um, but what comes with that is, you know, the, the personal development, um, you know, whatever that means to you, uh, you know, for me, it's, I practice Falun Dafa. I did the men's work. Um, you know, just look at your life and find out, look at the ways that you're not showing up, look at the ways that you feel uncomfortable in this world and, um, and then do something about it. Find the mentors, find someone like Nikki. Um, uh, cause yeah, you, you've, you've got to show up, you've got to show up for yourself so that you can believe in yourself. You know, you've got to believe you can actually reach that destination you've set on the map. So that you're not setting too many roadblocks for yourself along the way and complicating it. Um, and it's, you know, the, the, the inner work, like I say, it's, it's got to come down. You, you, you need to finally crystallize some, some defined principles that don't waver, you know, like you're going to, you're going to face fear along the way. Uh, you're going to be facing overwhelm and all kinds of different emotions, but they'll fade away. You need the principles that don't fade away. You need something that's, you know, solid that you're going to carry with you through that whole process that, that will always be driving you forward, regardless of what you're feeling, regardless of what people are telling you, what feedback you might get, regardless of any changes in your industry or in your life. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's networking, uh, I spent a lot of time, you know, scared of the world. And, and as an engineer, a sound engineer, it was so easy these days with all this technology, I can just sit here in my bedroom and, uh, pretend that like I'm a, a professional sound engineer, but I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not out there interacting with people. I'm not, not establishing relationships. Um, not offering my services, um, you know, so it's, I mean, of course you can network through digital means. There's, there's a lot of value in that, but you've just got to get out there and talk to people and, and build up relationships, meaningful relationships. Very important, very true. So I'll say this for me, I'm very excited to uh, have the opportunity to have, witnessed your journey from expertise to thought leadership firsthand. And I'm excited that we work together because you do a fantastic job on both my shows and they really don't have to worry, which is wonderful from my perspective. And it's incredible to me how in demand you are right now mm -hmm. and how people that want to work with you uh, basically are excited and they're like, oh my God, I hope I get a chance to work with Chris Rock, you know, and that's, that's pretty tremendous. I guess in a way you've become a bit of a minor celebrity in your own realm. And it's very powerful for anyone listening to the show who's thinking, can I take that journey? Can I become that sought after thought leader? The answer is absolutely yes. And all you need to do is follow a similar path to what Chris has been talking about. That path is a path where you have a vision, you get out there, you hone your craft, you deal with any inner trash that you need to get rid of and you start to come from service from wanting to make a difference for people and that 
is what allows you to win. That is what allows you to have people get a sense that you're you're in it for more than yourself. Of course, you're in it for yourself. Everybody's in it for themselves. But you got to be in it for more than yourself. You you got to be somebody who wants other people to succeed along the way with you. You need to include everybody in your success because if it's just about you and you just want what's best for you, eventually people are going to feel that and they're not going to like it. They're not going to like it, you know. And, and that's a fact. So, Chris, I got to say it's it's been a lot of fun doing this interview with you because Normally, like I said, you you listen to these interviews, you edit them and you put them out. But to have you actually share your wisdom, it's been very special to me. So I want to I want to say thank you. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't have done this before I met you. You know, I, I would have found some way to back out of an opportunity like this that came along. So, wow. Amazing. Appreciate everything that you've done for me along the way. Of course. It's an honor. Truly, truly, it's an honor. And. I also want to say this to my listener. We're backing up our commitment to freedom in the following way. We're actually starting to do a series of freedom lunches and freedom dinners. These are opportunities for you to have an in-person experience, a business uh, networking opportunity, an opportunity to do a a little bit of uh, interactive business workshopping type things that can help you inside your business these are all for business owners and people who manage businesses and professional salespeople who have an ongoing business. If that's you, if you believe in freedom, if the last two years of not being around people, you've had enough of that and you want to start getting together with people, freedom lunches, freedom dinners or something that's available to you, reach out to us, go to the website, click on book a call, book a call with me. We'll have a chat about your business and let me see if, uh, if you fit. You know, it's like you're applying to attend because uh, there's no cost at the moment for these lunches and dinners. Uh, but we want to make sure that we curate them with the right people. So take advantage of that. I think that's a fantastic opportunity for you that you should take advantage of. And um, it, it's incredible uh, what's possible now. The world is opening up despite what's going on in my home country of Canada. I believe this is tyranny's last gasp. Yeah, they're going to attack the 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 freedom loving men and women of the of the freedom convoy but it's not a good look for the prime minister it's not a good look for the so-called liberal party which really should rebrand itself the communist party of canada to be doing this to innocent men women and children and people everywhere they're so done with the restrictions and the lockdowns and they're ready to get out there and we're leading the charge at the forefront of that let's get you out of this situation let's move you to where you want to be Events are going to be happening. We're doing these freedom lunches and freedom dinners. We're going to be doing other live events as well. Make sure that you come, you join us, you help to take advantage of this for yourself. And in the meantime, if you want to find out about Chris and the work that he does and get on a waiting list to work with him, because that's where you're going to be for a while. How do they do that, Chris? Oh, well, I took down my website, <laughs> but I can give you my email. That's where most of my contact is. It's cr.audio at iCloud.com. CR.audio at iCloud.com. Well, you're going to put those in the show notes for yourself and for us. So that's going to be there. I mean, did you hear that listener? He talked down his website. He doesn't need any more business. How cool is that? He took down his website. You need to highlight that in the show notes, Chris. This Today's guest is doing so well as a thought leader that he actually took down his website. That's awesome. 
That's truly awesome. So listener, do what Chris is suggesting. Go to the show notes uh, at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Go to the show notes wherever you listen to this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Google Play, any other platforms I currently forgot to mention. The podcast is on on all of them. Chris, make sure that they're on all these platforms. You can read the show notes. You can get in touch with them. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to make you so successful that you're going to take down your website. <laughs> Chris, thanks so much for showing up today, man. This was a lot of fun. I really oh, enjoyed My it. absolute pleasure. Absolutely. And hey, we should put you on the men's podcast to have a conversation like this, but from the perspective of the men's work, because I think that'd be pretty cool to do. So we'll do it. All right. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Mission, to find out more about today's guest, the producer of the show, the one and only Chris Rod. Go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or check out the show notes wherever you happen to listen to this podcast. And if you want to be part of our freedom lunches and freedom dinners, go to eastcircleacademy.com. Click on the book a success call. That's an application process. You got to let us know who you are. You got to let us know what you do, why we should consider you for being at this, a part of this curated group. And we'll take it from there. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eastcircleacademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.